Hi, all my fellow junkies. This is South Music Attic here, and welcome to the Music Attic 27 podcast, where it's for all music lovers alike. Today, we're going to be reviewing the MGK album, Tickets to My Downfall. This is the fifth studio album released in 2020 from rapper, singer-songwriter, producer, actor, and now pop-punk artist, Machine Gun Kelly, a.k.a. MGK. As a follow-up from his 2019 album, Hotel Diablo, which for that album seems a little bit going into that rap-rock type of genre blending in that album alone, even though concept-wise it seemed to go into the dark mind, into his dark thoughts of suicide, drug use, and relationships, and all that stuff. It seemed pretty decent, but some of them were kind of falling flat, but... It was still an okay effort for that album. Now, coming into this album here, I was very intrigued to see when all the hype was building up to it and to be the album that kind of departured from his hip-hop sounding stuff that he was known for for quite a while and now going into the genre and kind of reviving this uh, genre that was from the 2000s pop punk and having some additional help from Travis Barker from the iconic pop punk band Blink-182 for producing this album entirely which seemed intriguing to see and having some drums from him as well which is pretty cool on that too and the singles that were supporting this album here like Bloody Valentine, My Ex's Best Friend, and Concerts for Aliens really kind of showed in that little balance of pop punk except for My Ex's Best Friend had a little bit of a trap style guitar beat on that one seems pretty decent but i wasn't really feeling uh my ex's best friend even though it sound like super radio ready to go and having that little catchy guitar riff and having mgk saying i swear to god i never fall in love <laughs> and it's pretty interesting to see that too and for not only that track but some of the other tracks on this album here can kind of go into a little bit of the teenage type of vibe and like supposed to be teenage rebellion youth that was supposed to be back in that 2000s era where pop punk was super angsty back then and i can kind of see the vibe that I was going into for this album here and lyrically kind of be a little bit plain and simple but kind of catchy and relatable at the same time seems to be fitting really well especially for songs like drunk face to be a super youthful anthem about not really caring or not really giving a fuck about anything about like drugs being reckless relationships so on and so forth for even the chorus saying i'm still young wasting my youth i'll grow up next summer and it's pretty playful for that too and this and some other ones such as like all I Know and Jawbreaker can be kind of playful songs here and there and having some playful ballads about, well, love and kind of the same stuff that you would hear throughout this whole album. But some tracks that really caught my ear would be songs like Lonely and the closing track on this album, Play This When I'm Gone, to be a little bit more on some of the emotional and touching side of MGK with Lonely to be him showing uh, his regrets and missing his father and his aunt that uh, passed away, unfortunately, and saying lyrically he would trade everything to meet them and still be with them. That's 
uh, pretty touching and having to be uh, super passionate of some of the vocals here and how he's delivering it is very touching. And especially for the uh, closing track that I mentioned here, Play This When I'm Gone is to uh, his daughter and saying that Play This When I'm Gone and I know you're going to cry, but it's all right. It's pretty touching for a song like that to be made and for a closing cut for this album here it's pretty interesting to say that for a little sweet and acoustic feel throughout that that whole song about it it's pretty cool then goes into uh the opening track here that simply titled title track <laughs> and goes into using the well, title for a very appropriate use, saying that uh, I'm going to be selling tickets to my downfall for all the people that doubted me and saying that it wouldn't be shit and people that kind of let me down and or think that I'm a let down. It's pretty intriguing, too, even though it kind of started a little slow. It kind of picked up a pace with the fast punk riffs and drum beats as well. Seems pretty cool, too. And for... The songs Bloody Valentine and Concerts for Aliens are very fun songs and kind of catchy at the same time, too. <laughs> kind of mostly the riffs and melodies and how, like, super influenced by different songs and different bands throughout the years, too. Kind of seems very plain to see and straight out showing on the sleeves, pretty much. Such as, like, the Concert for Aliens is very Blink-182-like, similar to their song Aliens Exist, <laughs> where Tom DeLonge is singing about aliens and being real and being conspiracy about it. It's very playful, very fun, and goes into this song a little bit similar and just seems pretty catchy at the same time, too. And for the song uh, Kiss Kiss, seems very Paramore-like, for sure. It's uh, an interesting way to compare it for the riff and the style, even though lyrically is about him smoking and drinking to have him use that as a coping mechanism. And for the song World War Three, it's a short song about like an explosive relationship and starting off with like the intro saying, hey, who the fuck are you? I am not your bitch and I will not take shit. <laughs> and just showing off the idea for the verse in that song, saying that, like, go ahead and criticize me. You don't know nothing about me. You can count me out if you want. It's not going to happen. It's pretty interesting. And, yes, the little interludes on this album here are kind of same style of interludes that were shown on Hotel Diablo. One of them being with... Uh, pete davidson in which they are high out of their minds talking about being aliens <laughs> for some reason and then i guess it's supposed to be like a intro to concerts for aliens i can kind of see that for sure then for the other interlude banya tree with uh megan fox on it too in which that both of them are just talking about being together and just remembering the first time they met at that same spot. And it's pretty interesting to say that for sure because Megan Fox really asked MGK a lot of questions saying, oh, do you remember the first time we met? Uh, like, you've been kind of drinking a lot. <laughs> I was wondering if you still remember over a soft acoustic guitar riff a little bit. And overall, this whole album here seems pretty genuine, pretty sweet, kind of short, a good 
36 minutes on this album here. Uh, it's a nice little opening to a new venture of exploration that MGK is going into from hip-hop going into pop-punk and starting this little pop-punk revivalism and giving a new wave of nostalgia for the new generation or giving in some kind of small nostalgia of like pop-punk to people who listen to pop punk back in the late 90s and early 2000s some people might like it some people might not it's understandable for both sides and i kind of genuinely enjoy some of the tracks here and i do see uh, an interesting pathway that mgk is going to for pop punk for me i kind of like it for some of the songs here seem to work kind of well and if this is going to be a one-time thing i don't know if he's going to continue that would be cool if he does, but I don't know. We'll see. And even before this album dropped, he did a few different covers of like pop songs and some iconic pop punk songs such as like Misery Business by Paramore. That seems pretty decent. And some songs such as like Love on the Brain or Smoke and Mirrors seems pretty decent. And if he was going to continue on with this. It'll be a promising direction if he's going to continue on with this pop-punk revivalism for this sound and going to make another album maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm giving this a 6.5 out of 10 off of this one, primarily because, like I said, it seems pretty solid for a new venture from departing from hip-hop to pop-punk, but there's some songs that I didn't really feel as much, but out of that, some songs I do enjoy the little pop-punk feel because it shows a little bit of a cool nostalgia for some people, and it's understandable some people might not like it, but to me, it's a solid effort. I say that for sure. And that will conclude this episode for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got some music out of it. Would I recommend this one? I would for sure. It's pretty cool. If you like this project, great. If not, no worries. I love every single one of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I love you guys. But remember, this is just my personal opinion based off my personal enjoyment of this project. Thank you and keep on creating little junkies.